Good morning. Yo, yo, yo. The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Good morning, Devin. So, you know, we won't get into necessarily our opinions on this topic, but, um, you know, a little, little conversation on understanding is what I wanted to ask you, right? Or, or I guess it's more of a statement from me. So last week, you know, Whoopi Goldberg had the, uh, made the statements about the Holocaust and it kind of got me on this like search for like, what's the importance of understanding? You know what I mean? I, I feel like over the last, probably since we started this podcast, you know, my process in terms of just interacting with people in general has been about like trying to get to like some, some, some real understanding, you know, with everything in life, you know? So when people are, feeling a certain way and they have a certain opinion and I might not share it. I've been asking more and more questions. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm the dude like listening to like Candace Owens and my wife is like, what the hell are you listening to that for? And I'm like, or she'll say like that lady says nothing, nothing that, nothing that I agree with. She's terrible. And I'm just like, well, there's some stuff that I agree with that she says. And then there's also a bunch of terrible stuff. But she's very necessary. And she, you know what I mean? She's necessary. And you know what I mean? I want to understand her. I want to understand, you know, how some, why someone gets to that point or what someone is wants to say. You know, like Kevin Samuels is another hot button topic. She'll catch me listening to that. And I'm like, yeah, I want to understand them. I get that as a black person, these people aren't supposed to be you know, playing in our, on our headphones or sets, but it's important to be able to understand people who have opposite sides and opposite opinions of you. You know what I mean? And it kind of lends itself to what we're reading right now, but being able to have true understanding, it's, it's important. Um, so I'm getting long winded, but I like to finish with this, you know, as the person that has the opinion, if you're truly listening, it is your responsibility as the person listening to be able to open yourself up to trying to understand what that other side is saying, even when you don't agree with it mm. and you have to and ask questions and you have to ask questions. And on the flip side, if you're on, if you're the one explaining yourself and someone's asking you questions, it's important to not get defensive about it and for you to understand that those questions are questions for more understanding. You know what I mean? It's an opportunity for you to explain. And, and that, that's just my piece in terms of hearing the, whoop, the whoopee thing. And I feel like, you know, just 
being able to understand one another is just crazy important. So my reaction to what you just said is uh, it's actually pretty simple. And it's everything that I like about capitalism, right? Um, you can't start a business. You can't sell a product. You can't do the work that's required to um, invent a product or a service and then deliver that product or service to another person without putting yourself in their shoes, right? Mm. The entire idea of like, let, let's take it to the, to the simplest version of capitalism, capitalism that anybody can think of. The entire idea of just retail merchandising is putting yourself in the shoes of the customer and saying, when they see this, are they going to want to buy it? This, is this package going to make, make it attractive or unattractive, right? And it's the beginning of empathy towards people that are not like you. Mm. It's, it's step one, right? So the people who invented the price sticker are the Quakers, right? They're like, we didn't have prices on it. Everything was negotiated. And like, I can't, I'm pretty sure Quakers were like, um, philosophically opposed to it. Right. Um, and so they were just like, no, no, we're We just put a price on everything. And the reason that we do that is because morality or whatever. But the reason it took off is because all of a sudden other merchants walked in and saw a price sticker and put themselves in the shoes of the customer and said, Oh, now the customer's not going to worry that they're getting cheated. They're going to know the price is the price. Mm. And so all of a sudden, people who were maybe uncomfortable selling to, you know, back then, you're talking about maybe uncomfortable selling to Italians or uncomfortable selling to Polish people or something like that. Now all of a sudden, they're comfortable selling to whoever because they don't care because price is the price. And then all of a sudden, you get that mixture of uh, peoples, you know, and that's what capitalism is good for and it's that whole you know put yourself in somebody else's shoes be willing to listen do all that stuff that's why selling stuff is great and buying stuff is great uh and the price system is great you know so uh, there's my little there's my little defensive capitalism for the day (laughs) (laughs) but you put it in perspective and it turns out like what what's the ultimate thing there is the only time, and I, I'd say what I took from that is the only time we actually listen to each other is when we want something from each other. And that and that and that's honestly where we are right now. And it, it's in a lot of ways, not everyone, but I'd say in a lot of ways, when we want something from people, we listen. When someone it's, can help it's us, much e- it's much easier to listen at least. Right? Yeah, like people you are it's you're willing easier. to listen all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like trying to get to the point of like Instead of listening, being about you, and and how it can help you, can can you challenge yourself to listen and help someone else? And and that's the hard question. Well, I mean, so we just finished a whole book that was about listening. It was a little different kind of listening, right? But it, yeah, you know, it was about listening. It was about listening to the, I guess, your personal legend or the, mm-hmm, the world mm-hmm. or the desert or meaning or. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't know if it was directly, specifically a God. Like I don't know if it was specifically a Catholic or, or Christian book, or whether it was. Yeah. No. Uh, but it was definitely spiritual in undertone, right? Yes. Um, yes. 
and it was about listening. So, so what, what are your takeaways, man? It's, uh, you know, we, we finished the, it's our first novel, our first fiction. Yeah. Right. Um, it was totally about listening and I'm, and I'm telling you, it reinforced a lot of like the things that I said earlier, It, it just reinforced more of it. You know, I, I think like being an alchemist, like after reading the book, like being an alchemist, you know, that's that's the number one trait. If you want to be an alchemist, if you want to be some an alchemist, if you want to be someone that prolific that's prolific and understands the world, it isn't telling people what to do. It isn't having all the knowledge in the world just inside of you naturally because you were born and it was just, you know, God just gave you all the knowledge of the world. No, you were given one ability. And that one ability was the ability to communicate. And that communication started with being able to listen. It's being able to listen. Like it, it, it is, listening is way more important than talking. And, you know, it, it's, the, it's the hardest part of communication by far. And this story just tells you, like the whole journey, it, it's all about listening. That's all, his, that's all he did. He was a great listener. And he, he, first it was people, and as he got better and better at it, he was able to listen, not just to people, but to listen to everything that goes on around him in the universe. And it was, it was pretty awesome. It was, you know, and the whole idea is that he got to his treasure because he, he listened, because he could listen and he wanted to listen, you know? Yeah. And the, and the, the interesting thing i guess for me is that he's the alchemist after all he is he was he was the alchemist with the sheep he was the alchemist on his personal legend he was the alchemist with fatima he was he was the alchemist kind of throughout but he needed more information so he had the good foundation whereas like i think the englishman in the story didn't have the foundation, right? The Englishman kept getting information, 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 and never listening, right? No, Collect- he, he wanted to hear what he wanted to hear. Yeah, he exactly. wasn't. He wasn't listening. He was looking for for a response. He was looking for a particular answer. If I just do this, I'll get that, um, which is anti. It's anti process, right? Yes. Well, bro, think think about so many people that get scammed. All day, all the time. Most of those people are scammed because they're not listening. Truly listening, they are just looking for a particular answer. So if you come to them and say, free iPhone for, all you got to do is just submit this paperwork and you get a free iPhone. Like, they're not listening. They're just like, oh, that's what I want to hear. There's a free iPhone if I just give you my social security number, you know, and, and I get a free iPhone. You, you know what I mean? My date of birth and my social security number gets me a free iPhone and, and you're not, you're not listening. And so, you know, and that, and that's the thing where this book to me at the end of it, I was like, I was very pleased with the, with the ending. And for a while there, as you're traveling through the book, you know, it sounds like purpose and, and purpose was very present and but I think I had it misunderstood in terms of like, you know, this beating desire that's inside of you and that the book was going to be about that. But ultimately, the book ended up being about something even better. 
it was it was it was so much deeper than that. It was it was you know something that is more beneficial than ever because it actually taught you how to find your purpose. You know, I thought the book was teaching you how to go, you know, like to actually go after it, mm-hmm. but it's actually teaching you how to find it. How do you find your purpose? Is you is you listen? You listen to the universe. You listen to your heart. You listen to your gut. You listen to all the things that are telling you. If you like something and then you begin to love something, you probably should be doing that. But the only the way you know is if you're listening, right? For sure. One of the things that I liked is uh, he's talking, I think I think he's talking to the king when the king is, you know, so, so they're in Spain uh, on like the hill sitting there at the on the bench or whatever. And he's like, you can always tell someone who's having their, who's following their personal legend because they have what people call beginner's luck. He's like, because the world helps uh, those who are pursuing their personal legend. And I was thinking about that and the little, like, there's a lot of unsaid stuff in that little turn of phrase. And to me, the unsaid stuff is that like when you're doing something that you're, that you have a passion about, you do get a lot of beginner's luck. The reason you get that beginner's luck is because you have this weird passion and excitement about it. So you learn these new things and you encounter things that would be hurdles and they don't stop you, you just keep going. And so it appears from the outside like beginner's luck, right? And I mean, obviously there's true beginner's luck and or, or there's just like, you know, random chance and like those kinds of things. But there's this other thing where your enthusiasm and your passion and your excitement about what it is that you're doing just pushes you right past what are normally hurdles, right? And I've certainly experienced that like with this comic book app, right? Like I'm way further along on that project than any project that I've ever done. And the reason I'm sticking with it and that I find it, I mean, I'm finding it a little frustrating right now, but typically I find it pretty easy to work on and pretty excited. It's because I'm, I'm enthusiastic, right? And so the stuff that would be blockers and would be hurdles is just not really a blocker and a hurdle. And so from the outside, it probably looks like, oh man, he's really lucky. He's on to something like he's, he's, he's super like it's, everything's going really fast for him. He must be. But it's not. It's that I'm like, I'm I'm pursuing my personal legend in a way, right? I don't want to get too woo-woo about it. But, and then so things are easy. And I, I saw the exact same thing happen with you and Shopify and Spices and those containers. And you were like, oh, well, I just got to get one of those things. Okay, I'll go get one of those things. Like, oh, I just got to learn how to put a store on Shopify. And then you did it, right? From the outside, those look like insurmountable tasks, People are like, how'd you get a website? I mean, how many times have you heard that sentence? How'd you get a website? Mm-hmm. Well, I, can I look at it from an, another angle with you? Mm. With, with that, with, you know, the perspective that you just had on that. How about the, there's another angle of get back to the topic today, which is listening. So, you know, and here I go, I'm going my little rant here. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm always in, me and the missus, we, we always end up in this like weird area when we're having, you know, misunderstandings because it's, it's always like, we're not 
truly like I'm I'm talking about one thing and she's interpreting it as I'm meaning another. Like like, you know, like we talked a couple of weeks last week about attention and how attention has multiple different sides to it. There's good attention, there's bad attention. You know what I mean? And and there's attention that makes you want to be seen, and there's attention that makes you want to hide. And a lot of times what we get into is we get into these, you know, semantics of like, what side are you arguing? You know what I mean? And I think what, what your statement right there is when it comes to dumb luck or beginner's luck or all of that type stuff, like I would argue that there's no such thing as that. I would argue that bad luck to me is someone who just is not, seeing and listening to their opportunity you know what i mean like like to me luck is just someone who is very much listening to the opportunities that are presented to them that they're aware they're 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 paying attention when for you with the comic book thing you know what i mean you you listen to your heart to your passion and you put two things together and the reason why you didn't stop when you didn't care back from the person that you built it for was because you you're you're listening now to your passion and your passion is way louder and much stronger than the person who is all you know that other side where there's someone saying hey i don't want that anymore you know what i mean like like you're you're feeling lucky just because you're listening to your passion and your passion's telling you hey just keep going jd is whatever just keep going you know what I mean? And where the luck's going to happen is down the road, you're going to hit even bigger than JD. And it might seem lucky, but really all you did was you just continued to listen to your passion. You didn't allow the quote unquote bad luck or the discouraging thing to stop you. You just kept believing in your passion and that what you're doing is the right thing. And if we, and, and if the story tells you anything, is that if you continue to do that and focus on the side of like what I'm doing, I'm doing for the right reasons. You, it's all going to seem lucky because most people stop when the first bad thing happens. So, you know what I mean? So like to me, there's, you could easily look at luck is bad or good or whatever. And I think as long as you're continuing to focus on your passion, there's no such thing as luck. You're just, you're in it on your passion. And when you stay true to your passion and the things that you believe, like the process itself, you're going to eventually, you're going to win more than you lose. Well, that's the whole, I mean, that's the whole, you know, that's the process is Sam Hinkie, you know, designed it, right? Like mm -hmm. we all understand that there's luck in the sense of you might get the first pick or you might get the third pick. Like mm -hmm. we all understand that that's chance, mm -hmm. but we can increase our luck surface area by having more total picks. More total picks means more chances at the number one versus the number three. Like that mm -hmm. increases your chance. So mm -hmm. that concept is very, very simple to grasp. And then you just need to apply it elsewhere which is what the the kid does in the story all the time right? think about think about if after the first year sam hankey doesn't get the number one pick and he just abandoned it the whole plan and just starts getting average players and we're boston exactly think about like just think about that like 
Like, and people do it all the time. You have a bad month. You have a bad week. You have a bad, you know what I mean? It, you do it all the time. You know, and I, and I think, you know, for me, where all of this kind of buttons up and ties together is, you know, this book wasn't necessarily about him really chasing his passion as, you know, and being strong and knowing exactly what it was because he really, he really didn't even, he knew treasure, but he really didn't know, you know, what, what treasure. He just knew that at the end of the day, he needs to see this thing through. The universe is trying to point me in a direction of, of my passion. And honestly, you could argue that from the way that the book started, what did he really want to do? He wanted to travel. He wanted to see the world. And how does the book end? Is that the, the, the alchemist tells him, and I guess the guy on the bench was the original alchemist, huh? 100%. Same, same guy and, all the way through. I think. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I, you know, that's my like junior high school reading of it, but sure. Yeah, yeah same but no, guy. That's all what the way it seemed like, right? <laughs> he, he, and he tells him that he goes, he's smiling and he's like, oh my God, a sorcerer or something, he calls him and he goes, why didn't you just tell me it was here? And he goes, because you wouldn't have seen the pyramid. Mm -hmm. Because your true purpose was to see the world. It was always your true purpose. It was always your true purpose. The whole time. Was to see and, the world. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very quaint the story like in that yes. way yeah. right that yeah. they that they mm -hmm. like go around and tie the mm -hmm. tie the bow but also it's got this like this kernel of truth in it because mm -hmm. if you slow down you think like my man spent a year selling crystals at yeah. the top of a hill and being like well, here we put the tea in these crystal cups like he was definitely off plan he had to like learn a whole nother language. He he was definitely like his plan was I'm gonna go to Egypt and blah, 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 like da, 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 da. and it didn't the the path isn't straight right the the end journey isn't even ending where you think it it does and that's certainly been the case in my life like you think like oh when I just get this then I'll be good and then you mm -hmm. get there and you're like oh actually it's that other thing <laughs> you know that that path is. It's just so true to I certainly my experience of life and the stories of the other people that I know, right? Like the people that I know in my life all are going through sort of similar things. Oh, well, I think it's going to be this. And so they do this and then they get there and they go, actually, it's not that. It's I should have to do this other thing, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the heck out of this book. Yeah, it was a, it was a great book. It was uh, even the scene of when he's trying to create the windstorm. And he has to talk to all the different elements, right? And that that's not that's not your kind part. of thing, too, right? That's too magical for your yeah. Your it, it got magical, it did. But what I did take from it is like the importance of how much we need each other, and sure. the the way that you know the the how competitive the sand was it the sand? Yeah, right. It was the sand, sand, the w sand or the wind. I think it was the wind. No, yeah, because it was yeah, the, but the, the sand the started sand, up and then the wind competed with yeah, the sand. Yeah, but the sand was like envious of yep. the wind. And remember when the wind couldn't do it, the sand was like excited. The sand was like, yes, the wind can't do all. 
And then the, and then the wind gets excited because the sun can't do it all. Yeah. And they all, you know, and the, and the moral, like I took away, it's like a little small little part of this, the book. But what it takes away is like nobody's, no, nobody's kind of, not who you think they are, but but anyone that you're putting on the pedestals and you're believing that they're they're like, you know, the closest thing to God. No, nobody's really that. We we all need to work together. We all have capability, but well, none of every, us. Every every time the boy was by himself, he was failing, and every time he was with someone else in the story. He was succeeding. Exactly. And that's the that's the thing that was pretty cool from that is that we all need someone else mm -hmm. to get to where we need to go. No one does it alone. Not one person. And that, that was a nice little, I thought that was a point of it where I was like, man, that was a pretty good, you know what I mean? Like here, here's the saying like, oh yeah, you should talk to the wind. The wind can definitely make this happen. I've seen, I've seen the wind do the greatest when, things when the can most do magical anything. thing yeah. yeah and then you get to the wind and the wind's like oh no the sun the sun can do it because the sun does magic i mean it's the closest thing to god the sun get it the sun's like ah, i can't really have. and then he falls in the prayer and that's where kind of the biblical stuff comes in but it's a yeah. different prayer it's a prayer of belief he says sure he wasn't even asking for anything it was just a prayer of belief it was pretty there was a lot of little nuggets in the book even the story of the father who goes to the heaven and uh, he he gets oh, yeah. granted that his, one wish for his to his son's poem and he finds out it's not his son but his other son exactly yeah. who is a war it, it was a lot of like it's a lot of little good like you said last week to be able to like comb back through the book it just like take notes of of a lot of the the, the line one liners and the lessons that are in the book it was. It, yeah, that's that's something that maybe a couple years from now I'll, I'll reread it and uh, make that take on that challenge. So, uh, do you have a thought on our next book? You know what? I, I, I there was a book, The Vanishing Half. That's another. It's another novel. So I'd like to say right. to you, it's a long book though. I'm doing this, and I don't know. Maybe you would want to go through this journey with me, just so that I can be have some accountability attached to it but it's the first book that i'm going to actually do the whole listen and read it tactic uh -huh. that we we talked about so i've already i got it was gifted to me by um one of my co-workers and uh it's it's a really so far just kind of like i skimmed got through like a couple pages just like practicing Doing the sense. two things, sure. yeah, and and did some some did some read ups on the book, and it's actually, it's it's a pretty good book. It's one of New York Times bestsellers, I think, of like the the year or or was it the two two thousand in the last twenty years? Twenty 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 like book of the year. Yeah, it seems like it's a pretty popular book for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's a book that you know, it's, it's I think it's like twelve hours. It's a long book, um, but it's something that I, I'm taking on that challenge myself I'm, I'm like trying to do like two chapters a week is is what i'm what i'm looking at i don't even know how many chapters there are but i'm thinking like like in that maybe close to two hours a week is what i'm thinking you know different parts but you know we could pick something else that was just something that i also wanted to share with the show that i was going to be be diving into this guy and trying to expand on you know potentially you know maybe even having this lead to a book collection you know, that I kind of take this technique with me. 
you know. No, but, let's go yeah. for it. Uh, let's let, let's read the banish in half, right? Like I was the the book that I was going to do was was kind of back in our normal uh, orientation, right? So so not a like a, a nonfiction book and blah blah blah. But let's do the vanishing half. I like that you're that you're that you have like a clear goal, right? Yeah. Of like yeah. doing this read along, and you know I'm I'm into all that. Like all, I support all of these. Uh, these ideas it's super process for it's our show right like we can do it yeah, yeah yeah so okay. so i like it like i i'm i'm into this idea let's let's do it so i i don't know how many uh i don't know how many chapters or whatever we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure that out yeah we we'll have but, to do it we we'll have to do about two hours a week is what i think we should probably do because it's, okay. it's 12 it's 12 hours okay so that that would mean that it, we could finish it in in six, six weeks. weeks which is a reasonable amount of time yeah, which right. then we don't end up having like twelve episodes of about the same book that drags on. Yeah, that that, that would be a little tough. So let yeah. let's do we'll do two hours a week of whatever that is, and stop at sort of the nearest end of chapter around two two hours a week or, or good stopping point. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll do that. The Vanishing Hat by Brick. And I think it'll awesome. be good for the show because I don't know who else is doing this method. I have the book. I'm also doing an audio book, and I'm going to be reading along with the audio book and you know maybe you can even we can even turn it into a little bit of maybe the first episode about like the process of doing the audio and the read along and you know just kind of like what 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 was that like you know maybe to be more informative too in that way with the audience because you know i don't know who else is doing it but i i like the first pages that i read I, i actually took a while but then i was like oh this is nice so well, we'll you get into a group. I haven't read a book and listened to the audiobook in, at the same time in a long time. Yeah. Um, but you do get into a groove where it starts becoming really natural and you can just sort of cruise. Um, yeah. And you do, you, it, you know, we talked about it last week, I think with the internal narrator, like it's just, you get way better at it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to be trying to, you know, hopefully this leads to actually reading the novel myself. At some yeah. point, I'd like to get there, so that we'll call it. We'll we'll, we'll like, we'll basically uh, pin that as one of the the goals of the podcast at some point. All right. Because I haven't read a book like outright read a book myself since probably like twelfth grade year. Easily, yeah, I was gonna say since high school probably. Yeah, easily, and I probably didn't even read that one all the way through. I probably like skimmed read, it. like skimmed it and then <laughs> wrote some, wrote some half ass report on it. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, no, this is this is good. All right. That's great. Uh, do you have any anything that you want to update before we wrap the show up about yeah, like, twenty four hundred or anything? We're going. Yeah, we're going back to the wing bowl here. We still got to square up our year, but uh, Sunday we're gonna be pushing some wings again. Um, this time we're we're going just wings, and we're selling them for uh, ten dollars a pound. So we kind of okay. flipped our pricing, you know, to to try and you know make sure that we're protecting our ability to profit whereas last time around we we didn't do a good job of that we kind of just gave out free wings and pretty much just broke even yeah you cooked you know you cooked cooked wings for free yeah you cooked wings for free uh, not knowing the value of them at the time our, our math was off our pricing was off so this sure, time okay yeah instead of like you know doing buy the wing which you can't then control the 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 pounds you know what i mean because mm-hmm. all wings aren't equal and if you end up with 
you know, who knows what a pound, we're about to find out what a pound of wings really looks like. And, but a fair price of 10 bucks seasoned up, already cooked, you know, for a pound of wings is, is you know, that's a pretty good, I mean, you figure a pound of wings in a grocery store is already like five ninety nine, six ninety nine, something mm -hmm. crazy like that. And essentially we're cooking them for you for another like, you know, four bucks. You know what I mean? So, you know, that that's the logic of it. And it seems right. more fair even for the customer. There's no there's no haggle. You don't you know, you're getting you're getting you your, six your wings money's and you worth. end up with some tiny wings. You get exactly a pound of wings. Yeah. You get a pound of wings. So if they're small wings, you just get more of them. If they're big wings, you get less, but you're still gonna get a pound. Right. You know? So nice. that that's that's what we're shooting for. And then it, it allows us to really actually profit. We get to control the the actual profit. And we'll know exactly what it is. If we sell this box that we get for X amount of dollars per pound, you know what I mean? We already know right off the bat of what exactly we can make off of each box. The box right. are 40 pounds. So, you know, right. we know it's 400 bucks off of each box that we sell. And we know what the price of the box costs. So we know we're going to definitely profit if we sell all those wings. Gotcha. And it would be a significant profit. Yeah. On my yeah. side, I'm, I'm a little like stuck on. So, you know, the, the work that I do with comics helper, the app or whatever, right, is, is always it serves two purposes. Right. Mm -hmm. Purpose one is, in theory, one of these businesses that I pursue will become valuable and and pr provide me an income. That's uh, eventually the dream. Right. The other side of it is that. I'm always using technology that I know is really interesting to me and is also like uh, good for my career, right? So right now I'm, I've really spent way too long on this issue, but I'm like, I'm blocked by the not understanding the technology that I'm using and like dealing with trying to understand it and figure it out. And I, it, it's been like way too long that I've been dealing with this issue. Mm. Um, but it's going to get, I'm going to get through it this week for sure. Like I, I know because I'm like super close already. <laughs> um, so, so that's like my goal is finish that this week. And then, uh, then I'm going to, once that's done, I'm going to record a video for JD of like showing how the app works and sending it to him. Cause he's kind of like ghosting me with the text messages. You know what I mean? So I figure if I just make him a YouTube video that walks him through how the app works, like, Worst case scenario is he'll have to spend two minutes watching this video, right? And I can kind of give him the sales pitch from that perspective and then get my 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 user like actually doing the application. Um, and then I'm going to touch base with this other guy um, as well, probably probably this week uh, to try to see if he, he'll use it. So Now, when you solve that problem, do, is there anything that you – you tap into are you like online trying to you know pick up on some some other techniques or like how how do you get past that oh i'm in like like i just ask other developers for help like I'm okay like, here i'm go. doing this thing and so like it, there's there's like you know communities and stuff like that for where different software engineers hang out and they t they talk about these other things and ask each other questions and stuff and gotcha i'm pretty active in the one and like try to help where i can but mostly I can't really help because the stuff that I'm doing isn't my special specialization, right? Like 
I'm like a, a senior front engine, front end engineer is what they, they call me. And so like, I'm really good at like a specific subset of things and not this other stuff. Mm. And the problem that I have is this other stuff. So, mm. you know, and like mostly the place that I hang out is dealing with that other stuff. Cause I don't have a whole lot of questions about, you know, making, you know, applications work on the front end. Like I'm, I don't, I don't want to like sound braggy, but I'm good at that. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm good there. Like I, I can make pretty much anything happen on the front end that I want to have happen. But on the back end, I end up, Sometimes I code myself into a corner where I'm like, I don't know how to get out of this. And mm. like this, I'm, I'm getting this weird, unexpected result. And so then I need to go out and reach out and ask for help. So, you know, gotcha, know gotcha. That's, that's a weird, broken part of the industry, actually. Is it like there's not a lot of ways to learn. Once you're already good, getting better at the thing that you're at, that you're good at, is very straightforward. But going to a new, fully new skill mm. is like you, you kind of almost have to start at the beginning again. And Wow. Yeah, there's not a lot of like – you would think that there would be people who are like, hey, for you know, $2,000, I'll, I'll work with you for six months on this, on this specific area. And then at the end of that, you'll, you'll know how to do it. You know? But, just but, I, but I guess that there's – most people in this industry sound like – most people are specialists in yes. their in their particular area, mm-hmm. which you know, which then is kind of probably hard with it. I guess the lingo and it's almost like trying to teach a quarterback how to play like defense end. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. like, 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 yeah. And like, and trying to do tough. And trying to do it once they're a pro, right? Like you. That's what so, I mean. Yeah. So like, that they're already really doing tough. all the super complex stuff, and that's the. And then there, your market rate, like the more that you become a specialist, the more you make in the industry that I'm in, right? So now all of a sudden, your market rate is in the United States, it's through the roof to be a specialist at, at whatever you're at. And if you want to pick up another skill, you don't really want the beginner course that's like, here's how you turn on a computer. Like you, there's a lot of that, but there's not a lot of stuff for like, intermediate to advanced people who like I already know most of the things like I understand all the programming concepts I just don't understand anything about this domain it's just not a lot yeah. there's not a lot there so that uh, lane sounds like you, that mm-hmm. lane sounds like you it just needs like translation from like hey if you're um I don't know you're a point guard you know and 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 you're on a you know you're fast break or whatever you're setting you're just you're coming around a screen you know you do this and then now you're teaching someone how to set the screen and you almost gotta like try to make the two things like hey normally when you're a point guard you know you're coming around a screen but in order to come around that screen this is what the screen setter has to do and it's kind of like a you know it's like a foreign language you understand a concept but the nuances of the other side are fully lost a loss Yep. But you can't just, you almost have to, like you said, you got to go through the beginner to learn it because you can't just change the translation midway through. But it's hard to go through the beginner because it's like, shit, this is a beginner. And I know this stuff and it's annoying, but you actually have to go through it. You actually have to like start from the beginning and like learn how to basic set a screen. You and know what so I mean? 
and one of the weird complexities. I get that. that. I totally get that. I'll, I'll say this, and then we can we can move on. But the one of the weird complexities is that I have all the language of an understanding of an advanced player, right? In your in your point guard analysis. So I should understand on a theoretical level everything that the words that are being said to the screener, right? So it becomes because I have all the advanced language and I have all the advanced understanding. But all my advanced understanding is on one side of the ball. Not no, the other you. side. And so it's completely lost. It's it's so it And it's frustrating. So and it's like the hell with it's like the hell with this. I'm just gonna yeah. stick to what I do good, and then you but become I'm, Ben Simmons and you never shoot and you just yeah. do this. <laughs> Yo, right now I'm I'm Joel Joel Embiid learning. That's what I'm. That's what oh, I you're gonna learn. There you go, baby. I'm, that's what yo, I like I'm to learning. hear. So. You're not Ben. You Joe, baby. There nah, it is. Nah. <laughs> so, all right. You hey, Brennan, <laughs> stay with it. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, where can people find us? They can find us at theprocessesblackandwhite.com and they can check us out on any of their social media platforms. Search us at The Process is Black and White. We'll pop right up. Pick up the new All book. Right. We'll be tweeting about it this week. Talk to you next yeah, week. Yeah, the, the Vanishing Half. See you. There you go. And that's all the time we have this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Process is Black and White. Come join us next week where the journey continues on the road to successful entrepreneurship. For further information, go to www.theprocessisblackandwhite.com. Any views or opinions represented on this podcast do not constitute financial advice or any other advice. Vernon and Devin inspire you to conduct your own due diligence before making any personal financial decisions.